This is John Henry Weston for LifeSite News. Welcome, friends, to this very important conference, which we will hear firsthand testimony from those fired for freedom, from medical professionals, pointing out the unreasonableness of these actions, from lawyers fighting for the rights of those who are bravely fighting, not only for their own rights, but also for the good of society in the future, for our children to live free of tyranny, which now threatens to envelop the whole world. Around the globe, cases are exploding of workers, not only in healthcare, but in all fields, being fired, suspended without pay, laid off because they, for a host of reasons, refuse to submit to the taking of the COVID jab being mandated by governments and employers without justification or reason. You know, the insanity of the jab mandate policies is evident, especially in the jab mandates for like telehealth and other employees who work remotely from their own homes, but are nonetheless fired from their jobs for not getting the COVID jab, even though it's impossible for them as remote employees to transmit any disease, let alone COVID. So it is the same with university and college students attending classes via Zoom who are forced out of their their universities and and colleges. Why? For refusing the so-called vaccine. This is complete insanity. But here we are in an insane time that sees competent, loyal, hardworking employees being fired and suspended without pay for refusing to consent to a demand to violate their bodily integrity, for refusing to bow to an unwanted, unneeded, unethical and in fact immoral medical intervention. Things are so extreme that just this week, New York City issued mandates requiring all private sector employees to become fully vaccinated with two shots in order to access restaurants, gyms, entertainment venues, and even get this, requiring young children ages 5 to 11 to show proof of vaccination to enter public spaces as of December 14th next week. Look, as you know, when things reach such a fever pitch, this total craziness, when all rationality is thrown out the window, you know that the time is near for collapse. Just like animals, when they they fight, they fight the hardest when they're about to die. And so too politicians become the most extreme when they are about to suffer defeat. And it is surely seeming that defeat is coming. As true heroes across the globe fight back, standing up for their own rights, for those of others, rights to medical freedom, rights to bodily integrity, rights to conscientious objection. A Toronto paramedic on unpaid leave for refusing the COVID shots has witnessed firsthand their negative effects. She said that her city of Toronto in Canada faces a critical ambulance shortage as a result of municipal vaccine mandates. Her name is Scarlett Martin, and she's a member of, and she's actually, she's a mother of four, and by the way, in the past was awarded an exemplary exemplary service medal for her work. She warned that the City of Toronto Ambulance Service is brutally short-staffed. She said that the last week, the last weekend she worked there, there were times, and this is a direct quote, it was night shift over the weekend when several locations had no ambulances to send. Response times are through the roof. It's bad. It will have a huge impact on survivability and lives lost, end quote. 
And it's not only those in healthcare that are seeing through the charade of of a mandated vaccine. The geniuses over at Google are also fighting back. A group of 600 Google employees has written a manifesto demanding that the tech giant management immediately rescind a COVID shot mandate for its employees. And what I love to see is that it's not only the unvaccinated fighting the mandates. There are all sorts of vaccinated men and women standing up for the freedom for their friends and family, for their colleagues, for their fellow citizens who choose not to be vaccinated. And it's starting to work. But we need to stay strong. Just last week, the Biden administration's Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services announced and this was actually just last Thursday, they announced that it will temporarily halt the enforcement of its vaccine mandate for healthcare workers um, pending appeal of a federal injunction blocking the measure. On September the 9th, President Joe Biden announced that a series of vaccine mandates for the public were going into effect uh, for private sectors alike, including one with no testing option for around 17 million healthcare workers at medical facilities that receive Medicare and Medicaid funding. So far, 22 states are suing the administration over the move across two different joint suits. So we need to stay strong right now. We need to stay strong. We need to push back. We need to be there to support our brothers and sisters who have lost their jobs and need help right now so we can all triumph over the tyranny that aims to banish our hard-won freedom. Look, today, on December the 7th, we are on the eve of the feast in the Catholic Church known as the Immaculate Conception. It's the feast celebrated to commemorate God's sparing of the Blessed Virgin Mary from original sin. It was in preparation for her to become the unstained mother of the Savior, the divine vessel that would bring the Christ into this world. You know, and as we all prepare now for Christmas, these are all thoughts in our hearts. But despite all of that preparation that God did, that Almighty God Himself would not violate Mary's free will, her bodily integrity. In the most well-known verses in all of Scripture, really, verses that we are commemorating right now in the lead-up to Christmas, God Almighty asks, through the angel Gabriel, a poor young girl, to, or young woman, to accept his offer to her to be the mother of the Savior. We read in the book of Luke, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou wilt conceive and bear in thy womb a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And then it says that Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no husband? And the angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon thee, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, Therefore, the child to be born of thee shall be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, thy kinswoman Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. 
And then Mary gives her great answer. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be done to me according to thy word. And the angel then departed from her. You know, the church has always placed so much emphasis on Mary's yes, on what is called her fiat, as the moment on which salvation history hinged. As St. Pope John Paul II wrote in his 1987 encyclical Redemptoris Mater on the Blessed Virgin Mary, and I quote from him, the Father of mercies willed that the consent of the predestined mother should precede the incarnation. And Mary gives this consent after she has heard everything the messenger has had to say. She says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. This fiat of Mary, says Pope St. John Paul II, let it be done to me, was decisive on the human level for the accomplishment of the divine mystery. Pope St. John Paul II goes on to say in the same encyclical, the mystery of the incarnation was accomplished when Mary uttered her fiat, let it be to me according to thy word, which made possible as far as it depended upon her in the divine plan, the granting of her son's desire. End quote. That desire, of course, was to be our savior, to come to earth to redeem us. So the need of Mary's consent to bear the Son of God is memorialized even over a thousand years ago in the writings of St. Bernard of Clairvaux in one of his famous homilies on Our Lady, where he preached poetically addressing the Blessed Virgin Mary. And he said, quote, Say the word and receive the word. Give yours and conceive God's. Breathe one fleeting word and embrace the everlasting word. Blessed Virgin, open your heart to faith, your lips to consent, and your womb to your Creator. Behold, the long-desired of all nations is standing at the door and knocking. End quote. Knocking. The Almighty is asking the permission to enter the womb of one of His own creatures because He will not violate His gift of free will. The fulfillment of Mary's yes is seen in her own canticle of rejoicing known as the Magnificat, in which Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has regarded the humility of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Look, if Almighty God would not violate the bodily integrity of a poor young girl in Nazareth, how dare anyone think to do so today. We must stand strong. We must stand and support those fired for freedom right now so that we can bring freedom back to our lands, freedom for ourselves, freedom for our neighbors, for our children, and for our grandchildren. LifeSite is so proud to sponsor this Truth for Health Foundation conference, Fired for Freedom. Stay tuned. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. 
More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.